Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Go ahead and get your Bibles, if you got them. Turn to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to preach today just a, a, a word, um, truth be told, that I shared at a prayer meeting um, a few weeks ago. So if you were at that prayer meeting, you're getting a double portion. You're welcome. Um, but if you weren't, I just really felt as I was praying for today um, and thinking still, too, we're in this new year and looking ahead of what God's going to do before us. Uh, what I would have to share, what he would want to share through me, and um, he led me back to this message. And, and, and to, to be frank, I don't do this very often where I go back to a message I've already preached in a midweek, but there's been a few times, and this one I really felt like the Lord said, just share this um, and, and, and let my word do the work. And in this new year, I really believe that that's what the Lord is, is calling us to do. If you were with us last week, I talked about what our yes means to God. Giving him our yes is not, a, not just an easy thing. It's not a flippant thing. It's not a religious thing. It's an act of saying yes to following him, to taking up our cross, and giving up our own way. That's true discipleship. That's true following the Lord. It's saying no to the world, no to your plans, no to your life, to my life, and saying yes to following him. And then when that happens, you get brought in, right, to the kingdom of God. How many of you are just so thankful that you don't get taken from something and just be left? You get taken from something and you get brought into something. Come on, I just have a few minutes. I'm gonna preach. I need your help. Wake up. Like, it's the goodness of God, right? We were declaring it and singing. Every time I sing that song, I just get moved, like, that he would find me to be one that he would wanna bring out of my junk and my death and destruction and bring me into his kingdom. The kingdom that created this whole thing, sustains this whole thing, will continue to do all that. He's brought me into that, him. And so when you say yes to that, you get brought into that. And so, yes, the way is hard. Yes, the road is not easy. Yes, being a follower of Jesus, there is difficulty in it. And, and, and right, like, if you think, like, it's easy, it's not always easy, but it's the best thing, right? But you, you know what sustains us in the midst of following him and continuing to pursue him? Because here's, here's what I said last week. Lord, help me say this right. Um, I'm, I'm very discouraged um, by the amount of people that are just leaving the faith. I'm so discouraged by, I have friends, people that were running with the Lord that are just like, nah, it hasn't worked. The slot machine didn't help me. And I'm just discouraged. And, 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 and when I look across here, I'm like, this, this is, people are hungry. This place is hungry. But do you know how hunger continues? When you get satisfied by his word. The only way hunger will stay in your heart for the things of God, because the work of the Holy Spirit is in you, yes and amen, praise the Lord, but it'll happen by you committing your life to his words and eating and feasting from his word. Daily bread for the troubles of your life, daily bread to sustain your life, daily bread to help you in your life, daily bread to give you wisdom in your life, daily bread to continue to pursue him. Like the word of God is so crucial. Spirit and 
What? Church, wake up. You know your Bibles? What are we called? We're called to worship him in spirit and what? Truth. We love the Holy Spirit in this church. He's so good. I was just, we were just hearing from a buddy today, a brother today, if, if, if I can, can I? Yeah, he was here at a prayer meeting, torn ACL. The doctor's like, your ACL's torn. We prayed for him. Torn ACL is no longer healed completely. No, this is like, this is like, you should put your hands together for God. Like, I'm like, yes, Lord, do it in me. <laughs> Whatever he did for you, you're about to pray for me after, because what he does for one, he'll do for another. My knee is jacked. Lord, touch it. <laughs> Spirit and truth. If you have one without the other, you get yourself in a mess. See, if you have yourself over here in just spirit, you just go after experiences. And when the experiences run out, and when the tingles run out, and when the feelings run out, you run out. But if you have both, when you get, and if you just have word, all you get is just what made, I dare say, religious and a little bit tough and rough around the edges, and it's all the word. If you have both, you stay the course. You stay true. You stay pure. You stay in line with what he wants to do. And so as we're called to follow him and be with him, his word is what we need. But can I tell you why I had you go to Genesis chapter three? Because right there in the garden, it's just one scripture verse, right there in the garden, the certain serpent arrives to Adam and Eve, you know, there was perfection in the garden, there was full intimacy in the garden, everything they needed happened, it was available to them in the garden, yes? You believe that? But God said to them, listen, you, you have everything you need, everything. Just don't touch that one thing. Well, why God put that tree there? <laughs> what is he, just trying to mess with us? No, he's, he's not going to force you to do anything. He's not gonna force you to follow him, serve him, love him, give your life to him. He won't do that. He's always given us a choice in this whole thing. So he says, don't touch this. You have everything, don't touch this. You know, I, I can resonate that, with that as a parent. Titus, you have all these toys. Don't touch this. What does Titus do? <laughs> like, right, I'm like, oh, it's, it's the seed. It's in us all. You know, I'm just kidding. It, I love my son. He's gonna need counseling for all the times I use him as an example. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, he's the best. He really is. But God says, you have everything. Just honor my word, honor and trust what I say, believe what I say is good and true, don't touch that. And Adam and Eve, right, get tested and tempted and get approached by the serpent there in Genesis three, verse one, that's all I'm teaching, just one verse today. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animals the Lord God had made. He, heard, he said to the woman, did God really say? That's what I wanna land on today. Did God really say? Did God really say? I can just imagine the cunningness, the, the craftiness, the, the, the word of like how he spoke it. Did God really say? You must not eat from any tree in the garden. Now we know the story, right? Take the apple, Mankind is now separated from God from that moment. But God, in his kindness, gave them everything and said, listen, you have everything you need to be with me, to walk with me, to be sustained by me, but there is something about a choice in this thing that I'm gonna give you. Don't touch that. But if you touch that, there's consequences. You know, there are consequences to sin. That's a good word, I know, I know. 
Jesus loves me. Yes, he does. There's no condemnation, but there is consequences. There's a difference. Hello? You with me? Wake up. Smile. That's good. Like, there's a difference. And so God's not like, you're condemned. No, he's like, there'll be one that will come. There'll be a redeemer that will come. How many of you are thankful for Jesus, the promise of Jesus? He's like, there's one. He promised even in the midst of their worst moment, I think the worst moment of humanity, he promised the Savior. And he said, listen, you're gonna have the Savior come, and, and listen, he's gonna do this, but listen, I told you not to do that. But it was the cunningness of that phrase. Did God really say? Now, if I'm being honest, I hear that word today. I hear that word throughout my life. I hear the voice of that going, did God really say? Anybody? Anybody ever like doubt God? If you don't raise your hand, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> Have you ever doubted God? Have you ever wondered if he says is, what he says is really gonna happen? What he, like he said to them, you have everything you need. It was in that moment that they doubted God. They operated in lawlessness. They operated in sin. If I asked you the question, what is sin? You could say X, Y, and Z, and I would say, yes, no, sin is not the action. Sin is lawlessness. First John, I think, says that, that sin is lawlessness. What is lawlessness? Disobeying the word of the Lord. So it's not, it's not like the action. It's you going, I will do whatever I want to do because I don't believe that what God really said is true. So I'm going to choose to listen to this voice. Are you with me? And in this year, 2023, I just believe the Lord is equipping this house to be a people, a people, a people collected together to go, no, 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 no. Not for my friend, not for me, not for my family. I know what God has said to me, and it's not that. And have the courage, come on, we need bodies of, we need the body of believers to rise up in courage today. We really need to know the word of God. We really need to know what God says. Because you can operate in a whole bunch of spirit stuff, but spirit stuff sometimes is feelings. And feelings aren't always good. I feel like I want to go smash a cheeseburger today because I haven't eaten and have a tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That's what I feel like today. <laughs> Back to the ice cream. What's happening with me? Like the second week in a row. But I, I, I feel like I want to do that things. I feel I don't want to forgive. I feel like people did too many things wrong to me, so how dare they and how dare me ever even go close to them? I feel like I shouldn't even. And you know what I'm hearing? Did God really tell you to forgive? Did God really tell you to let go of offense? Did God really tell you? So what am I doing when feelings lead me? I'm listening to the voice of the serpent, the same voice that spoke to Adam and Eve going, did God really say? And I'm standing in agreement with it. Thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But the same voice that spoke then is speaking now and God is roaming around looking for a group of people that know him. Not just know him, know him. <laughs> well, they're saying the same thing, I know. Not just theoretically know him, not just know him through Sunday school teachings, not through like, know the presence and the power of God in his word. That what he's actually said to me will be able to look at the voice of the enemy and say, I know you talking, shut it. Come on, you know I, know, I know Pastor Charles preached a couple weeks ago and he was like, just tell the devil to shut up. That's like a preacher, you know, like, come on. Like, I'm like that. But you know what we do all the time? We just settle here. And that's, where I've watched people give up their heart and faith 
in the goodness of God. You know, sin doesn't just come to fruition in one day. So many people are like, I don't know how I got here. Well, um, and people have said to me, I, I used to say to people, I don't know how I got here. And they're like, Jay, well, let's, let's do a study. Let's do a case study. When did this start? Well, yesterday, no. <laughs> let's go back. You know, God cares about your past and wants to redeem it. God cares about moments that you were in in your past and wants to redeem it. Like the Holy Spirit today wants to redeem past, moments where you maybe allowed for that voice to cut in on you. And, and I would say to him, oh, actually, what actually happened was this moment when I started to believe this voice over his voice. And it's got me trapped. So today, I just, I, I just felt like the Lord wants to remind you. Like he has spoken words over you. He has given you his word for you to get nourishment and strength in your life. It's not just a book that collects dust on your bedside or that you read because I gotta do my Bible reading plan 365 days this year because I'm gonna read the Bible every day. It's not that. It's a thing that will give you life. It's life support. We all need life support here in this time in 2023. I need life support. Why? Because the culture, like Josh said, is hard is real, is screaming. We can transform culture. We are called to do that. But if we don't have this, good luck transforming anything. He has spoken promises. And I want to remind you of some of those promises today. Can I do that? I think I had 10 during the prayer meeting. I think I got this list now going up to like 28. There's over 3,000 promises in God's word, 300, 300 promises. One of those numbers, judgment, I'm just, there's a lot. But I just wanna say these to you guys because like, this is not a motivation moment. This is the reality of the kingdom. And when he said, what he said is what will combat the devil in his voice of speaking. Did God really say to you? And can I just, can I just say one more thing? Claiming God's promises a part of being a disciple of God? You're messing with fire. Now, I'm not, it's not judgment. It's not condemnation. I can't tell you how many times, God, help me, <laughs> right? When I was unsaved and running from him and doing all that nonsense, like, like there was a real moment in my life one time. I was in the, I'll just share it. Can I be honest and vulnerable? Vulnerability. I was in the trunk of a car driving back from university, just drunk, drunk beyond measure in my life. In the trunk of a car, why? Because that was my only ride home. For two hours, and we got pulled over. Do you all, are you putting the pieces together? Are you putting the pieces together? Trunk, drunk, pulled over. And I'm going, God, I will give you my life. I will do whatever you say. I will, sh I will build your church. I will, I will repent from my wicked ways. I, will, you sobered, I sobered up so fast. I'm like, Lord, do not let them open that trunk. <laughs> they opened the trunk. <laughs> right? Like, you can't claim God if you aren't with God. You can some of this is messing with theology, but I just, you can say all the promises of God, but if you're truly not up for living with God and being with God, you're just saying things. Sheep know his voice. His kids know his voice. And his, kid, and his children want to honor him. Like as much as my son, he's three and a half, almost four, like, like it's hard. He wants to honor his parents. 
I believe that of him. Right, when he messes up, he does come. He's like, mommy, I'm sorry. I'm like, even if I have to tell him in the back room, go say, he's like, I'm sorry. Why? Because a child doesn't want to dishonor. Is this all right? Matt, can you come up? Is this all right? Because he's saying, did God really say? Did God really say to you? I'm gonna give us just a handful of these promises and some scriptures. You all should take notes today. I can't tell you the last time I told you to take notes, but today you should pull your phone out. You should not be on Be Real or Instagram. Take notes. Take notes. I'm serious. Take notes. If you're going to be in this thing for 2023 and for years to come and not forfeit this thing, not allow for the voice of the enemy to cut in, you need to know God's word and promises over your life. Amen? Can I give us some? First is this. This is, this is a good one. God promises intimacy with him through Jesus. No one else wants to say amen to that? You no longer, like Old Testament, have to have somebody else go into the tabernacle for you, into the temple for you. You no longer, like the Old Testament, have to be pre, have a priest before, in front of you to lead you to, the, to, to forgiveness in the throne of grace. What, is, what does the word call you? A kingdom of what? A kingdom of what? Priests. Because of Jesus, you have now been brought close. You get to be the priest before the Lord. This is good news. Hello, this is why we are called, I'm called to shepherd this house. I'm called to lead you to Jesus. But you are also called for yourself to have deep intimacy with Jesus. And he promises that if you priest before him, have, have honor with him, fear him. I'm gonna talk about the fear of the Lord in the next couple weeks. Come, it's gonna be awesome. Come, like if we fear him in reverence and honor and give him and priest before him, he will be with you. He promises that we get to have intimacy with him. He says in John 15, 15, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. That's good. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to him. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. These are not gonna be on the screen. Why? Because I told you to take notes. Because you should read the word this week. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16, intimacy with God. It's a promise through Jesus. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? He no longer is in a place, he's in you. And he calls you and draws you to intimacy with him. This is a promise, church. Is this good? Is this all right? This is, this is good. So, so when I feel like I'm not close to God, the promise over my life is his spirit dwells in me. I just gotta, I just gotta come to a place of submission. Right, how many of you ever felt like God's not near? You don't want to admit it? I'll admit it for us. I'll put two hands up. The reality is, is he's super close. He's at, his spirit is in me. I've just rejected. He's promised intimacy with you. That's good. It's a weird word, even for guys to hear, intimacy. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. That I get to be close to my heavenly father and that he promised to be close to me. Another promise, God promises to strengthen you. You know, these are good things to say amen to. Amen is ceiling. God promises to strengthen you. How many need strengthened today? So when the devil says you're weak, you go, ah, <laughs> shut up. You're weak. You're not gonna make it. 
You can't get out of that thing. You're never gonna come through this thing. No, 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 God's promise is this, Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Do you see that? Intimacy, spirit in you. Now you get power and strength. He promises to empower you to be the people he's called you to be. That is a promise. So when you feel weak, you go, I'm not weak. I'm not weak. Yes, in the flesh I'm weak, but because of what's in me, I'm actually really strong. It's by his power I am strong. It's by his spirit that I am made strong. My weakness is my weakness, and it's there. But his, his power attaching itself to my weakness, I become strong. He's promised to strengthen you. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. He's promised to strengthen you. He's promised to exalt the humble. If there's ever a word this year that we need to hear, he promises to exalt the humble. People today are looking to be exalted all the time. Just go across every social platform, every conversation, climbing, trying to get this and that. God will not deal with that, but he will exalt the humble. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Matthew 23, 12. Why do I have that promise there? Because some of you, have run, you get, you're so tired of running the rat race. Because you've listened to the voice. Did God really say that he would, he would lift you up? Did God, did, let me say it this way. Did God really put that dream in your heart? That you grabbed and started running with because you heard a word from the Lord? Or was it a word from the Lord that was true, but you should have went to the, to the moment of just going, God, I'm gonna humble myself before you. But you just started running. And so now you don't even trust God that what he's put inside of you is real anymore. Am I preaching to anybody today? Like, like he promises that he will exalt the humble. Come back to him. Let, him, let him humble you. You know the stream of humility with the Lord, it's so easy, it's so easy. If your life feels like you're going upstream all the time, there might be some stuff he needs to work in called pride. He actually opposes it, but the promise is that he lifts up the humble. Are you okay? Guys, you should be smiling, because this is good. God promises to give you renewal. How many of you love that? How many of you need renewed in the spirit of God? I go to bed needing renewal. I wake up needing renewal. I need renewal in the middle of the day. And he promises it. He says, come to me, Matthew 11, 28. All who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. See how this works with discipleship? What does he say? Let me teach you. You have to come to him. I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I will give you is light. He promises to give you renewal. It's not just a, a, a word that it's good to say. Like, you know, the word, I'll say this, the word rest today is a really big buzzword because we've seen the generation run so hard and now we're just like, well, I'm resting. I'm just in a season. This is real. It's like we've manipulated what he actually says. His yoke is really easy and his burdens are light. Anybody that comes to him, he will give us rest. It doesn't mean you just go to the, your couch all day and just say, I'm resting. No, you do life, you work, you, you go forward with him and you tell the devil when he says, you're tired, you're anxious, you're depressed, you're not gonna make it. You say, no, no, that's not the burden that I wear. The, the yoke that I wear, the yoke that I have on me is light. This is a good word. I'm gonna preach for just a couple more minutes. So, so, so he promises to give you renewal. He promises to hear you. How many of you believe God hears you? Every hand should go up. 
please, for your own life, put your hand up. Do you, do you believe God promises to hear you? Amen. He says, he says this, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them, Psalms 34, 17. This is the word of God. It will not return void. Nothing will be able to break this thing. He says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their trouble. Psalms 18, 6. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Do you hear how intimately close God wants to be? His ears are attuned to your voice. This is his promise. So when the devil comes and says, God will never listen to you. He's not gonna hear you cry out. He's not gonna hear the tears that you pour out. He's not gonna hear any of it. He doesn't care about you. You go, what? Stop. My God hears me and he sees me and he knows me. God promises to respond to your prayers. Will he always answer them the way you want? He'll have his way, but he responds. He partners with us. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it'll be open to you. Now that is not for you to be like, I need the newest, latest car, so I'm gonna knock. He might give it to you, but he might not. What he wants is for you to come into alignment with him. And so as you begin to pray and as you begin to seek him, he's gonna respond to you. Just be ready for whatever answer he gives you. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. John 14, 13. Uh, you guys want a couple more? Um, God promises to be with you. That's a good one. <laughs> Amen? We don't serve a God that's just like, figure it out. Promises to be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you, Joshua 1.5. Be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Is this a promise of God that he'll be with you? I will be with you when you pass through the rivers. They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I love that. He promises to be with us. So, so yes and amen. God promises to protect you. This I declare the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. Psalms 91 too. Here's a good one. You ready? God promises a way out of sin. I didn't think there would be that lot of response. Everyone's like, yes. It's good, though. I say amen to this. But each one of you is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desires conceive, he gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. But then he also continues to say, no temptation in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation is overtaking you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you, you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Oh, he just wants me to carry this portion of uh, bondage. No, he does not. He has not called you to be bound. He has not called you to be in this thing for as long as you've been in. He has not called you to do that. He has given you a way out. Can I tell you something? Can I encourage you? In the moment where you are trapped in listening to that voice and you're gonna give in to whatever that sin might be, that action of sin might be, cry out to him. Well, that's the worst time to cry out to God. No, it's the best time. It, it actually moves him. I, I can't tell you how many times I have been in the midst of like, oh, whether it's my temper or anger, and I'm just like, ah! And I'm like, God, help me not to do this. And can I tell you something? Overwhelming rush of presence of peace. Why? Because he does not want us to be like this. He died so that we could be what? Free and what? Free and what? 
Come on, I'm, we'll keep going. God promises that nothing can separate you from him. How many of you love that? This is just faith-filled. Yes, yes, it is today, because I need it. God promises to, to never separate himself from you. God promises provision over your life. Are you thankful for the provision of God? Well, you're like, well, he hasn't provided for me. Are you breathing? Are you breathing right now? Wait, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Everyone, take a deep breath. Thank him for that breath. That's provision on your life. Yeah? Yeah? Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. This is also God's provision over your life. Hear this. I've learned to be content in whatever situation. I know that what, what it is to be in need, and I know that what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in ev any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do all things, everyone loves this, through him who gives me strength. Notice what he's saying, though? God promises provision. Sometimes it's gonna be a lot. Sometimes it's gonna feel like nothing, but he's promised to be with you. So do not worry. What shall we eat? What shall we wear? What shall we drink? I think scripture says for the pagans run after that stuff. Materialistic. We're so consumed. We're so consumed. I don't have this, I want this. I don't have that, I'm gonna get it. So we listen to the voice of that one that says, did God really say? Oh no, he said he'd provide everything I need. I've never gone without a meal. I've never gone without what I've been provided for. Has there been seasons in life where we're looking at the, the finances and the situation going, we have no clue how to make it. And can I tell you something? Can I just test, can I testify? Can I testify? There's been moments where we've gone, I don't know how we're gonna do this. And this is real. You know, you hear this on TV, TV evangelists. I'm not one of those guys, but it's real. Where we, we go out to the mailbox, open up the mailbox. Everything we needed, some random person. Sometimes it was people, to this day, I don't know them. Check. Oh, pastor, that's just, you guys should say amen to that. Why? Because I've trusted him to provide for everything I need, in lack and in plenty. I don't care. I know what it feels to be content because he's provided for my life. This is good. This will help you. Amen? This is the promise. God promises to counsel us with his loving eye. Psalms 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. God promises you to be able to stand in the, his mighty power. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. You all should memorize this one. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And he goes through the full armor of God. Full armor of God. He promises. Are you all good this morning? Maybe I just had, I've only had one cup of coffee. It's just the presence. God provides, promises to generously give wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to operate in this situation. You know what that's saying? Did God really say he would walk you through every situation? That he would give you wisdom beyond your years? That he would give you the wisdom not only to create and to build, but he would give you wisdom of how to be a husband, how to be a wife, how to be a, someone of a relationship with one another? Did you... Did he, he promises to give wisdom generously. God promises that all things will be added when you seek the kingdom of God. I don't even need to touch, there's scripture verses, go read them. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. Somehow we go add everything and then I'll seek God. Not today, he's not, he's not in the business of this today. He's in the business of going, if you wanna seek me, everything you need will be added to your life. God promises to be in your marriage. How many of you are married? Slip your hands up. 
God, slip them up like you love your spouse. Some of you are like, ah, I love you. God promises to be with your marriage. A cord of three is not easily broken. Strand of three is not easily broken. So you might be at odds. You might be at the worst point of marriage. He promises to be with you in your marriage. I just told someone recently, I've said it a bunch. I've said it here, like, marriage is hard right now? Good. Good. Because you didn't get married to be happy. He completes me. No, he does not. (laughs) Babe, you complete me. If I said that to Rachel, she'd be like, no, you don't. (laughs) Start crying. No. We don't complete each other. We don't get married to be happy. Yes, I'm super happy. And I love my wife. When I entered into marriage, that's when sanctification started working at a measure I've never experienced before in my life. Y'all laugh, like people that aren't there yet, you'll, you'll get there. I'm just waiting for that one so we can be happy together. No, what you, what you have to know is that when you get into that thing, you're gonna be with someone that's actually gonna sharpen you. And when sharpening happens, sparks fly and things start going crazy and you're like, what did I do? You stay because you covenant with before God and you believe that God's gonna be with you in this marriage. Now, I'm not talking for things of abuse and all that, hear me, but I'm talking just some, some things where you're going, no, 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 God promised to be with me, so I'm gonna trust his word over my life. And sometimes what I need to do is just go let the Lord deal with me because I'm just being selfish, I'm being prideful, I'm being arrogant, but he promises to be, you, is this okay? God promises to be with the kids, we're almost done. Kids, we're almost done, I know we're almost done. Kids, kids are up there. God promises to be with your kids. God promises to be with your children. All your sons will be taught, and daughters, by the Lord. And great, great will you be, be your children's peace. Isaiah 54, 13. I've declared this over my kids. The peace of God will be on my kids' lives. The peace of God, my son and daughter, will be taught by the Lord. And the peace of God will be on their lives. God promises to transform you. You're not done yet. So when you get the voice saying, you're done, You've made too many mistakes. You said you're a believer. You said you're a follower, but you keep getting trapped. God's not done transforming you. He that began a good work will do what? We'll do what? Do you know your Bibles? We'll do what? We'll carry to completion. Are you completed yet? No. Thank the Lord. How many of you are thankful that you're not completed yet? So he that began a good work, the promises over your life is that he's going to carry it out to completion. He's going to continue to transform you. You might not be where you want to be. Heck, you might not even be anywhere close to where you want to be. But he's not done working in it. And the promise over your life, and if you grab a hold of this, he will carry it out to completion. He will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. His word is not full of lies. It's full of hope, life, truth. And God promises to give you what you sow. That's a promise. Why'd I finish with that? Because all those promises are powerful and amazing. Yes and amen. But there is one promise all throughout scripture. And that is the principle of reaping and sowing. Sowing and reaping. Go look at your Bible. It's, It's beginning to end. God's promise over your life is this. Do not grow tired and weary of doing good. For in due time, you will reap a harvest. Do not give up. Do not give up. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep doing good. Keep coming to him. Keep pursuing him. Do not give up. Because there will come a time where you will reap what you have sown. 
And the promise over your life today, over your lives today, is that. And this year, what you sow, you will reap. And so, so listen, all these promises are for us. There's many promises in the scriptures. But today, I, I just feel like the Lord is saying, Jay, this church, this house, these people need to hear, you will reap what you sow. That's heavy, but he's holy. He's a holy God. And he's all about care and love and tenderness and, and his heart is big for us. But he's here to say, my promises are yes and amen for your life. So you have a chance to choose what you will sow into your life. You can sow these scripture verses in the word of God every so often and wonder why is my life? You can sow times with him just on Sunday mornings or certain times throughout the week, just a couple. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, give your life fully to him and watch what comes out of your life. His promise is that in due time, you will reap a harvest. In due time, you will reap a harvest. Do not giving up. Do not give up doing good. Do not give up doing good. Because when the devil starts to say, did God really say? And you're in the midst of a storm and you're just like, I'm done doing good. I can look at him and go, oh, I, I know what this road leads to. I've watched what this road's led to for so many. I've watched what this road has led to in my own life. I'm not going to sow into that. I'm gonna do my very best by the power of the Holy Spirit. Am I gonna do it perfect? Am I gonna try with him and partner with him? Yes, to sow in the goodness of God and promise. His promise to me is that he will reap a harvest. How many of you want this this year? Stand to your feet. We're not gonna finish with worship. Thank you, Matt, for playing. It's good to have you back. Can you just dim the, the lights for just a moment? Because normally I don't care if you see whoever, um, but this, this moment right now is a really holy moment because the word of God has been declared. For some of you right now, this is, a, this is a moment where you're just gonna have to say, I'm coming into an agreement, into an alignment, fully surrendered. That's the word, fully surrendered. Because I, I, I don't want the promises, I want him. We're not after promises, we're after a person. You with me? You with me? We're not after, because if you're just pursuing promises, you just keep going and going. If you're after a person, you get the promises. The days are over where we're just being a people that just want God's promises, but not him. That's a word, I mean that. The days are over, specifically in this context, here in America, the days are over where you just grab the promises of God, but you don't want him. He's saying today, if you want me, if you want your true yes, then give me your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your life. Give me everything, and those promises will be yours. He will be yours. So if you want that, and you're in a place where you're just like, I just need him. I'm done. I'm done. I want a person. I want him. Lift your hands up right now. Lift both of them up. Full surrender. Yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord. I knew it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. 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 Just tell him right now. Tell him you want him. 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 The promises are there, yes, but you want him. And in this year, you're coming after him. You're coming after a person. You're pursuing Jesus. You're running after him. You're laying down your life. You're not gonna listen to that voice of, did God really say? You're gonna listen to the voice of a really good shepherd.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, just for a moment, just talk to him. Just tell me you want him. Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. A holy moment, Father. Thank you. Hearts and hands are lifted everywhere to you right now. And this is us declaring, we want you. We want you. We want you, Jesus. Your promises are amazing. And we declare those today. And we thank you for them. But we need you. Our hearts want to burn for you. So Holy Spirit, burn our hearts towards and for Jesus. Holy Spirit, burn the hardest heart in this place for Jesus. Burn the heart that's even on fire more for Jesus. We want you, Lord. We just want you this year. We know the world and what it offers. We know that voice of saying, did God really? Today we say, we know what he has done. We know his voice. We know his promises. We know him and we're gonna come after him today. So Father, forgive us. We repent where we have just looked for you to just get us out of stuff and for just working us in the midst of it. We repent and we say, help us, heal us. We come close to you today. God, we love you. And Jesus, we just are so, so overwhelmingly thankful for you. So we say today, God, you are good. You are so worth our lives. I pray you give courage today where there needs to be courage. I pray, I pray you give deep courage where there needs to be deep courage today. I, I pray you give help and strength like you promised you would. I, I pray for everything today that you've promised that it would come to pass. We love you. We love you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Come on, and everyone said. Amen.